everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Up on the Lookout Storytime. This segment of the Up on the Lookout podcast series takes a look back through my catalogue of what-if stories on my main YouTube channel, and then converts them into an audio-only format, which you can just turn your device off, listen to, relax, and speculate about all the different scenarios that might have been if Dragon Ball took a different turn. If you have been enjoying this series of podcasts, then I do wish you to rate and review on your respective platforms, and it will really help out bringing out the word of Up on the Lookout even further than it already is. And if you wish to become a caretaker of the Lookout, you can do so by either becoming a member on the YouTube channel, or you can go to marsico.cc lookout for more information. But, but we still have to continue the story that we have actually started and that concerns a particular tyrant or emperor, depending on how you look at him, from Universe 7, and that is Frieza, and whether it would be even possible for him to turn good. In the last part, Frieza's world was almost taken away from him thanks to Vegeta, who believed that he was the hotness and could take out Frieza without using Super Saiyan. Thanks to his Yardratian spirit control training, his power had increased, but inadvertently, so it freezes, and he was already powerful to begin with. Having gotten distracted with the most illustrious prize of felling King Cold and the former Freezer Empire, the former tyrant thought that he had lost his followers, but fortunately, he hadn't. They too weren't glowing members of society, and so circled around their boss and now friend. Chilai and Kit stuck by him, and now with their new ship, they were now ready to start anew, but first, they had to go to Yardrat and get things straight in case Vegeta got bored with King Cold and came back for round two. So without further ado, let's continue. On the way to Yardrat, the trio had gotten to know each other a little more with Frieza leading the charge, fully disclosing his past and not leaving anything hidden from his new allies. I really thought I had lost you both. Without you, I don't know what I would do. Things before meeting you were very dire. I was broken, aimless and alone. It was awful. The mood gets very blue before Kit decides to lighten it up in his own way. Come now, droider boy. I have a name, Kit. You don't have to call me that anymore. <laughs> I know but it's kind of hard to get used to. I will, I will. Just just give me a while. I'm not exactly one for change. Kit had also chosen to open up with his past, or whatever there was. His past was also little in detail. I used to be one of those kids who liked to play with random junk. Nobody would really talk to me because they thought it was gross. But that was okay. I didn't want to talk to them. And then, when your father was one of them recruitment drives for mechanics, I left to the chance. I was stationed at that garbage world you found me on, and I never looked back. Frieza was very confused. You were okay with being alone with nothing but trash for company? Kid shrugs. So what else is new? I was around trash before. At least this trash didn't talk back and left me alone. Sheila then talks about her younger years, and yes, I know we don't know much about her already, and if we do get actual lore added to her in the future, then we shall defer to that. But for now, let's have a little fun. 
She always had a sense of adventure, and when her planet was ravaged by the Freezer Force, she was separated from her parents and had to make it on her own with various strangers helping out along the way. She had slowly gotten more and more used to being on her own and not relying on anyone. Most of the time they would just leave. Oh, I'll be just a moment and wait there for a sec, will ya? They never come back. One day, it clicked. Chilai, it's time for you to grow a spine and fend for yourself. She doesn't look sad or regretful at this. I don't mind being on my own. I like my own company, and I learned a lot of things from people who were cool and didn't abandon me. If I never find my parents, oh well, things happen. Both Kit and Freeza are, are pretty surprised by this young girl's pragmatic and somewhat blasé nature about this, but before they can probe her further, the ship indicates that they are approaching Yardrat. When they disembark, they are met by thousands of small creatures who are looking sternly in their direction, as well as serious. Chilai is very perturbed. I thought you said you were chill, old man. Freezer is irked by the comment, sure, but he is just as confused. They are supposed to be chill. I don't understand. I do, says Kit. They can't stand your ugly mug. I'll ignore that. Sure enough, as they walk forward, none of the Yardratians are welcoming like they usually are, or like they were with Vegeta. Eventually, one giant example of them appears and looks neutrally down at Freezer. For minutes, nothing happens. Freezer and Thibara simply look at each other, before the former blinks first. Well? Do you have anything to say? A few seconds lapse. Yes, I do. You have come a long way, Lord Freezer. There is a commotion amongst the crowd. Lord Freezer? It's, it's Lord Freezer? He's here? Is he going to destroy them all? Is he here to blow up their planet or ready it for auction? Why is he all robot-like? What's going on? I see you figured out who I am. You are a perceptive one, aren't you? I've always heard that Yardratians were weird little imps who performed mere parlor tricks. However, I met one of your recent graduates just the other day. Pibaran nods slowly. Ah, oh, yes, Vegeta. The commotion starts again. Vegeta! He met Vegeta, and he won? How? Where is he now? Are you not going to wheel him out to fight me as some sort of test? He did want another piece of me, that one. I'm afraid I cannot do that because Vegeta is not here. In fact, I fear that he has no intention of returning to complete his training. What? 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 All three newcomers are stunned, but also internally relieved. Pibara looks solemn. I am disappointed. He had so much potential and had proved so much in his brief time here, but his mind is clearly fixated on another goal. Something to do with you, I suspect. Well, sort of. Probably my father and whatever scheme he's got in the works. Also, you can drop the Lord, Monica. The freezer of those days no longer exists. More mutterings from the underlings. What brings you here, then, Freezer? I think you already know. The elderly Ardratian chuckles. <laughs> that I do. I sense your purpose is not to cause harm, but nevertheless, you must prove yourself to be true before we continue. True? How? Without warning, Chilai lets out a scream and is grabbed by a giant creature. In an instant, without even thinking, Frieza speeds towards Chilai and grabs the girl before she can be pulled away and then surveys the creature. The two entities stand still, locked eyes, before the creature transforms into three Yardratians who are actually standing on top of each other, and they leap downwards, bow to Freezer, and just casually walk away. That proves it. I will train you. What? What, what did that prove? You? 
Oh, it proved everything I needed to know. The freezer of old would first off never help anyone, and even if they did, they would resort to violence and retaliation. You did the exact opposite of what I anticipated without a second thought. I was right. You have changed. Bibara now breaks into a smile, and with that, Frieza's training begins. Meanwhile, we cut to Vegeta, busy training on a distant planet, desperate to turn into a Super Saiyan. Months had passed since his encounter with Frieza, and little progress had been made. He had considered briefly to return to Yardrat to finish his training, maybe that might do the trick, but thanks to his stubborn instincts, they had prevented him from doing so. Instead, he got angry, he got bitter, and only through these emotions did he finally crack through the glass ceiling of Super Saiyan and he bathed the lightless planetoid with its Saiyan sun. The light was brilliant and fierce. With this, Vegeta looks to his fist and he smiles. Cold, you are mine. He continues to train a little while longer, but little does he know that he's being watched by someone. A green bulky mook by his side asks his captain something. Master, is it time yet? No, let him get even more brazen. I like my monkeys when they're at their most prideful. It makes their fall from grace all the more satisfying. The ship continues to hover above the planetoid, outside of Vegeta's energy-sensing field. Back at Cold Planet 1, Trojan is getting acclimated to life outside of his pod. He was also getting used to the trappings of the kingdom. He could often be seen simply living a hedonistic lifestyle, all the while taking in the studies that Berry Blue had laid up for him. Cold looked in on his son from time to time and thought that he was making rather good progress. His power was mighty and his schooling was rapidly, no pun intended, bearing fruit. Soon it would be time for him to go out into the field with his father, taking his son to work sort of day. And oh, as luck would have it, a message come through from a minion. King Gold, urgent message for you. I will be the judge of that underling. You may go now and leave me in peace. The mook salutes and leaves Cold with the message pad and he listens intently. Urgent day. The sound file plays and it's that message from the new garbage well attendant from the last chapter. It came with a picture attachment, and Cole's eyes are transfixed with astonishment. Freezer? Those parts. He would recognize them anywhere. He had spent weeks glued to the hospital observation deck, seeing his son clinging to life. He was so worried back then, when he cared for that disappointment. Underling! He shouts back, the mook returning and saluting. You were right. This is urgent news. Which planet did this message come from? One of the distant garbage worlds, your majesty. Coordinates are included. The king smiles menacingly. Yeah. He chucks a silver ampule, their currency. For your trouble and for making me happy. I do like being happy. Run along and don't spend it all at once. The mook is thrilled at this bonus and runs off in delight. Oh, Freezer, wait till you meet your new brother. He is to die for. The king enters Trojan's quarters and begins to fill in his third son. They are going for a little trip to a garbage world. The hunt for Freezer begins. Six months later, Freezer's training has progressed well. In that time, Pibara had learned many things about this new Freezer. He was a lot more calm and at peace, genuinely worried for his ally's well-being, far from the despot that he was before. He also had focus and great power, despite the mechanical limitations. Chilai had also dabbled in some of Pibara's training, but only in a casual capacity, and it was also 
something to do. She was bored most of the time, but luckily she'd been able to find some Yardratian children to play with and made some friends. The first friends around her age she'd made in a long time. Yeah, this place was a little quiet for her taste, but it was alright. As for Kit, he had taken himself to becoming the repairman of Yardrat, fixing a lot of the apparatus of the planet. Only if he was left alone to do so. Listen here, you little imps. If you keep the conversation to a minimum, or ideally leave me alone, we'll get along just fine. Back with Frieza, Vibara could sense a great power forming inside of his new student. He wasn't sure whether to tell him or not, still wary of his past life. Would he turn on them once he found out about this new power? He needn't have worried, though. Frieza already knew. This was the first time in his life he had taken training seriously. He was born strong, but never knew how to focus himself or apply himself properly. Thanks to Vibara, he had done so. He felt much stronger. Remarkable! The monkey wasn't kidding. This training is unreal. He is astounded with the efficacy of this power. Pibara chuckles. <laughs> oh, this is just the beginning, Frieza. I have much more to show you. You can build on this with some of our local flourishes. Frieza asks what these are, and he is presented with just four examples. Gigantification, healing, copies, as well as instant transmission. That being a basic move. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. That's all well and good, master. It was still hard for him to say, but he was doing his best. But I wish for you to train me in a more direct fashion. Pibara shakes his head. Alas, Frieza, Vegeta wished for the same thing, but I cannot do that. We are not physically strong beings. You would snap us like a twig in a second if we went toe-to-toe in the traditional manner. For that, you will have to take that up on your own. Frieza clenches his fist in anger. Curses! I am surprised that you hadn't figured that out already. People are so impatient these days, Pibara mutters to himself. Indeed, if Frieza wished to get physically stronger, he would have to train on his own. So now his days were spent training on his own, as well as further meditation with Pibara. Things were getting amped up. In that same time, Cole's investigations into his second son's whereabouts were heating up, with the new garbage world attendant describing the ship that had left, and that said ship had been tracked to its latest owner, the foresaid owner being interrogated and then eviscerated by an obsessed Trojan, Cold being a little annoyed by this. Now, now, Trojan, we don't have to be so extreme with every clue we come across. Sorry, father. I am just dead keen in meeting my brother. King Cold calmly laughs to himself. <laughs> As am I, son. Soon enough. As for Vegeta, he is refining his Super Saiyan power and it's going very well. But before he decides to find a different planet to train on, one ideally with a higher gravity, he is accosted by the owner of a ship. The owner, Vegeta recognizes. I knew you would show yourself eventually. Cooler. Cooler smiles. It seems that you and I have mutual interests now. What say you we discuss a joint venture? in ending my father's overblown legacy. Well, there we have it. Kula and Vegeta joining forces against King Cold. Maybe Freezer might be thrown into the mix as well, but for that we will have to wait until the next chapter. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And if you did enjoy this series, rate and review on your respective platforms, and it will really help the progression of this podcast. If you wish to become a caretaker of the lookout to help contribute to the server costs, you can go to masico.cc lookout, and your name will be listed in future episodes. But I thank you for your time, everybody. Stay safe. And until the next time, take care. Goodbye. Thank you.